Tuesday, June 13th. Nobody covers the Bay and beyond better than your boy right here. So thank you so much for showing up once again. It's great to have you here. We'll begin locally, then we'll work nationally. We'll get to the biggest story in sports, which is Nikola Jokic becoming the most miserable NBA champion of all time. We'll get there, but boy, do we have something going on over in the East Bay tonight in Oakland that I hope matters. It might just be one big symbolic FU gesture from the fans gathering one last time, or, or, or... It's the beginning of a movement and a change of thought about this and real pressure for John Fisher to actually sell starts coming from other places. It's probably a long shot. I don't want to get your hopes up, but tonight A's fans are gathering in mass. Nearly 30,000 tickets have been sold for the reverse boycott and the Damon Bruce show will be there. The plus is officially on the loose. Hopping on Bart, getting over there tonight. I'm looking forward to hopefully even seeing you. If you see me, please come up and say hello. I'm looking forward to talking to a lot of fans, filming some videos with some fans, and just really capturing the entire evening that is going to go down tonight at the Coliseum. And the baseball gods, which haven't done any smiling upon Oakland this year, Smiled a little bit last night. If you want to give Shea Langoliers MVP chance tonight, I'm good with it. I'm good. I won't. I won't tell you. Hey, that's a little nuts. He's probably not going to win. Nah, Shea Langoliers, your American League MVP. Shout it out tonight. Three run double in the fifth gives the A's a six game winning streak, their longest of the year, and they did it over a streaking red hot Tampa Bay team. So. Okay, we're officially set up for some drama tonight, right? A rowdy atmosphere at the very, very least. Like, what will be accomplished? Nothing is the likely outcome unless, of course, this special session in Nevada continues to go the ways that A's fans want it to go where the team looks buffoonish and there's no reason to trust them. And that is happening as we speak right now. The special session is back in order. The third one, the third special session that no one wanted. No one wants this one. No one wanted the one that didn't really happen yesterday. No one wanted the one that was supposed to happen on Wednesday and Thursday last week. This is very much settled other than an overzealous, politically motivated, for some reason, governor to ram this thing through when the clear answer from all involved is no. But he wants to get it done and get through. I just, I don't understand it. I really, really don't. Uh, pressure tonight on Hogan Harris, everyone's favorite A's pitcher, 1-0, undefeated in his career with a 6-4-6 ERA. He's got to work on bringing that down a little bit. He's making his second career start tonight at the Coliseum. It's going to be some very uh, nerve-wracking moments for the young man. He hasn't seen the Coliseum. Nobody's seen the Coliseum like it's going to look like tonight for a while. And he just earned his first Major League win not even a week ago in Pittsburgh. So the streak started with this young man and hopefully continues tonight. Wouldn't it be amazing if the A's are sitting on a seven-game winning streak and Nevada officially shuts them down again? We'll get into some details there, but I'm not going to get bogged down in any details. I feel like we've already spent way too much time going over this. 
But here we kind of go again. Although today, look who's officially weighing in on tonight's happenings. It's our old friend Ray Ratto, who wrote in the Defector today. Um, he uh, he was covering, you know, the Ray's. Nobody covers human suffering and fan suffering quite like Ray Ratto. His misery index is very much in tune and in key with true misery happening out there. So he's all over this story. Love you, Ray. I want to read to you a couple things he wrote in The Defector. It's the accidental timing of the gathering, though that puts one more brick in this Winchester mystery house of a story. For one, the A's are riding a six-game winning streak that at least is temporarily taking them out of the discussion for the worst baseball teams of all time. They're now only a game away from no longer being the worst team of all year. Uh, for two, and this is the big one, the Nevada legislature is still arguing about the property and efficiency of coughing up a few hundred million to blackjack uh, efficacy. Excuse me. The, the the and of course Ray is using words that are way too big for anyone to just casually read. It's always got to be a fucking science experiment with Ray. Um, trying to. Uh, Get a few hundred million to blackjack John Fisher for a stadium investment that is at best ill thought out and at worst will draw less public interest than a casino that advertises the tightest slots, the most exonerate prices, and the worst service in town. And that is really what the A's have put down. It's not about to change the course of the team's future, Ray continues. Whereabouts? as that remains in the midst of the wearing Nevada legislature. But it will make a lot of people going tonight who've been passively boycotting the team this year feel more of a community than staying home has made them feel. Call it an organic staff meeting. No, excuse me. Call it a gigantic staff meeting in which nobody knows whether to order the green and gold decorations or the black cray paper. Because if Nevada really does push through this ridiculous stadium idea this afternoon, tonight's going to feel a little bit more like a wake and a funeral than it is going to be a great opportunity to tell John Fisher to go fuck himself. The special session in Nevada is on right now. It's happening. Um, I'm not going to walk you back through it. We've talked about it enough. The decision has basically been made. And this is the third special session now that is convened to undo that decision by an overzealous governor who really wants this. The A's plans are shoddy, the details are murky, and the financing is not only suspect, it's completely out of the realm of the language of anything to happen here in this bill. The bill, which is in Section 34, Nevada Independent reported this today, in Section 34 of the bill, the A's are required to have irrevocable financing in place prior to Clark County issuing development bonds for the stadium. Well, they're voting to... They're voting on those bonds today, and the A's do not have irrevocable financing ready done on the place, ready to go. They might have an agreement in principle, but they don't have any signed dotted line on anything. So here we freaking go again. These people are just the worst. What I really hope, what I really, really hope, like what is your hope for the A's tonight? What is your hope for A's fans there tonight? 
Well, it's to get some frustration, which is clearly well built up inside you, out. Sometimes when all there is left to do is scream, you gotta scream. So hopefully A's fans get to say their piece tonight out loud. And what I really hope is that other broadcasts pick up on what's happening here. Other fan bases pick up on how completely abused by a slumlord landowner they have been by John Fisher. The indisputable worst modern owner in sports history based on what he's trying to come up with right now. All baseball fans showing showing some solidarity tonight with A's fans against John Fisher, that'd be great. Because what I want to do is if the A's really do get this relocation thing hammered through, I can't even tell you how much I am going to be rooting against them in perpetuity when they do officially move to Las Vegas. Like, I'm I'm not angry at the Raiders and they've moved now. I, like, Mark Davis was an idiot. He wasn't getting anything done on his own anyways. He needed someone else's money to go get it done. And I get it. Like, it just, it sucks, but I get it, I guess. He is completely screwed over his own home field advantage forever. The Raiders are never going to be that important of a football team other than a destination vacation spot. They fuck it up every single chance they get, and they'll continue to do that. I am rooting against John Fisher in a way I've never rooted against. Like, I've always had, like, a, an amount of, oh, he's just stupid and he got the job because he inherited it. Like, element, like I, feel, I almost pity Mark Davis. John Fisher wants all this. Mark Davis was sort of, like, innocently bounced around like a buoy on greater forces than he could control. Fisher's trying to make all this happen. He's pulling on puppet strings, that son of a bitch. So... I'm going to have to gas up and get over to Oakland tonight. That means I need a good lunch, which means maybe Uncle Boys is in my future. Uncle Boys! Delicious sandwich from so many locations. And on Thursday, I'll be with my friend Ike at his Brentwood opening. It's going to be a fun little get-together. Hopefully, you're making plans to come on out and say hello. If you're not in the mood for a sandwich, you're feeling about a burger today, go get yourself a burger with my friends at Uncle Boys delicious burger in the inner Richmond, true San Francisco original, owned by true San Franciscans, support a small local business. You couldn't find one, a more noble, small local business to support other than our friends at Uncle Boys. Pick yourself up a burger today, get it to go, bring it back to your office, bring it to home tonight to watch the reverse boycott game, Uncle Boys. And then when I get home from the Coliseum, a little nightcap for me tonight. I bet you I'll be sipping on a little blackened before it's all said and done. Back from a night at the old ballpark, little nightcap. Ooh, yeah, blackened. We'll hear more from them in Club Plus in just a little bit. But look, this is a moment for A's fans that they never deserve to have foisted upon them. I saw somebody on Twitter today saying, y'all complain so much, like John Fisher lives rent-free in your heads. What are you talking about? John Fisher doesn't live rent-free in anybody's head. He is the slumlord who ruined this perfectly fine apartment building that everyone was very happy to be living in until he took over. Now, maybe it wasn't that rosy, but you know what I mean. John Fisher isn't occupying anybody's space because people just can't stop thinking about him. 
That's not what living rent-free means. This is the guy who fucked it all up intentionally. He is the slumlord running the condemned building that the good people who are just trying to rent a fandom's life in are getting screwed over by. That's what's going on here. Don't drop any of that bullshit. Oh, he's living rent-free in your heads. Come on. This is not that. Like, learn your internet and meme sayings. Catch up. Meanwhile, the Giants opened their win, or their uh, road trip with a win over the Cardinals last night. Alex Cobb is going to try to get the Giants three games over 500 this evening. So we'll see if that happens. But this one's kind of about the A's today. Certainly back here in the Bay. It's all about the A's today. Drew Down says, I'm following the reverse boycott with an actual boycott. That would be icing on the cake. Well, that's the thing. Even if they draw 30,000 tomorrow, they won't even have 2,000 or 30,000 tonight. They won't even have 2,000 tomorrow. Like this is a, this is a show of what it might be. And then tomorrow's going to go back to a little bit of a show of what it is. But it never had to be that. It never had to be reduced to this. If all John Fisher ever did was build a decent ballpark for people to go watch a decent baseball team in, he could draw 25000 a night. He could. It could happen. Maybe nights it would dip down to 17, 18, but that's okay. You can do a really brisk, nice business with all of that. He murdered his own team to bring it somewhere else. Nothing short of that. Saw Eric Johnson get in here this morning saying, damn straight, the A's have such a rich, rich history. Real baseball pedigree, a trophy case to match. Just all makes me so sad. They deserve so much better than this. I mean, you go ahead and look at today's thumbnail. Michelle Haberman did. She was like, that's my childhood in one graphic. I can't believe I have to work for an event tonight, says Michelle. Can't be at the boycott. Yell extra loud for me. I'll do it for you, Michelle. I really will. You're well represented. AJ Cruz, those late 80s teams were dope. Dude, the A's were. I mean, any team with Ricky Henderson is by default cool. The uniforms, the green and gold uniforms, whether they be the road grays, which I always thought looked tough as hell with a script Oakland across their jerseys, or the home crisp whites. I love those jerseys. Love those jerseys. True blue forever dropping. The Ricky does not approve the team playing on Ricky Henderson Field. Hey, I would if I were him, I'd tell him, take my name on this field. You don't deserve it. Vince is going to try to be there. Vince, I'm going to try to make it after the game tonight or after work. Good, Vince. I hope you make it out there. I really do. We got Nathaniel saying, good morning, Plucers. Well, good morning, Nathaniel. Good morning to you. Been watching the special session this morning in Nevada. It's the same shit show as last week. Yeah, that's all it's going to be. That's all it's going to be. They got nothing to really point to. They got nothing to say, this is why we should do it. It's intentionally murky. It's intentionally confusing. And to be completely honest, I don't even know if the A's have picked on the actual spot they want to do this on. 
There is nothing in the world that a smart businessman would look at in this proposal and say, yeah, let's let's do business with them. It just wouldn't happen. Only in the world of partisan politics is this kind of bullshit happening. So there's nothing left to say. There's only left to do. Hopefully Nevada's legislature doesn't cave to the political pressure of their governor to ramroad this bullshit deal through. And hopefully tonight there is enough of a noise made at that coliseum where this story starts to pick up and gain steam and how evil John Fisher is starts to echo. And that becomes the only story that everyone is telling from mountaintop to mountaintop. And the public will and pressure against this guy actually reaches into the hallways of Major League Baseball. And this is probably all wishful thinking on my part. But wouldn't that be extraordinary if that's what came out of this tonight? A huge middle finger from the state of Nevada, a huge middle finger for A's fans, and John Fisher is actually left looking at a world where the only way out is selling. Wouldn't that be great? That's what I'm hoping for. I'd say you got a small single-digit percentage. Small single-digit percentage that tonight actually turns into. And John Fisher sold the team. It was purchased by a local group who then built a stadium, the A-State in Oakland. Finn, everyone goes home happy. Or maybe you just want to go home. Because that's all Nikola Jokic wanted last night. By the way, what an ending to that NBA Finals game. And it just shows you that, you know, we boiled it down to a two-man team in Jokic and Murray. But you look at the way that that game got closed out. You had Contavious Caldwell-Pope hitting a huge three to get it back to seven with about four minutes left to play. Then you had Bruce Brown get a huge rebound and put that bucket to push the lead out to one after Miami closed the gap. Then you got Contavious Caldwell-Pope stealing a pass that... Jimmy Butler had to get rid of because he either had or was moving that pivot foot. He picked up his dribble in no man's land, and he had to get rid of the ball. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, he goes ahead, he steals it. He, you got Bruce Brown knocking down big free throws down the stretch. And like your boy sort of predicted, Nuggets in five. Indeed, it was Nuggets in five. You know, sometimes ball in the regular season don't lie. We like to talk about how, well, what do you garner from an NBA's regular season anymore? Well, when you have such overwhelming statistics, they get hard to ignore. For example, the Heat haven't won a game in Denver since November 30th, 2016. Now, they won one, and congratulations to them. They caught fire from three and stole a game. They're lucky they didn't get swept, all things considered. Because they got dropped on their home court like they weren't even standing there by Denver, who was so far and away the best team in the NBA this year. There's nothing to debate. Denver, going into the NBA Finals, was 9-1 and one in their last 10 games. They're now 5-1, or 4-1 in their last 5. The Heat became the second eight seed ever to reach the NBA Finals. The 1999 Knicks were the other team. They got bounced by Houston in five. Houston had a great center. And look, I'm not saying that 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 history always repeats itself, but it rhymes. And this Nuggets team rhymes an awful lot with that Houston team. And unfortunately for the Miami Heat, they rhyme an awful lot 
I guess, with that New York Knicks team. Look, my boy McBride is a big Nuggets fan. Congratulations to him. Titles are forever. It came in dominant fashion. Um, and, and there could be more titles coming. I mean, the Nuggets finished with a playoff differential, point differential of .8 of, and excuse me, their point differential. I mean, let me read this so I get it right. The Nuggets finished the playoffs with a plus 8.30 point differential. Meaning, when it was all said and done, and the entire how many points you scored and how many points you you allowed when it was over and done with, and they they won their games by an average of eight points, just over eight points. That's 15th among NBA champions throughout history, right ahead of the 2015 Warriors. Now, the 2015 Warriors were a little bit of a harbinger of things to come. Now, I don't think the Nuggets have completely rewritten how basketball is played like those Warriors teams did. But they got something going that has them as the favorites to win next year's NBA Finals as well. You know, let's let's see what they do before anyone uses the D word. We're not talking about dynasties yet. But they got they got something going, obviously, in Denver right now. And what an exclamation point for three years of true excellence from Nikola Jokic. The numbers coming out of the the numbers coming out of Jokic's playoff run and finals run are incredible. They're truly amazing numbers. Jokic being the lowest drafted player, 41st overall, second rounder, um, 41st overall, not 41st overall, like they wrapped around, picked a few more, you know, and, and then he went in the top 10, 11. In, in the, no, 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 he was 41st overall in the second round in 2014. And he's an NBA Finals MVP. 10 triple-doubles during the run with eight in a 12-game span. His 10 triple-doubles are the most during a single postseason run all time. He had 53 and 11 against the Suns. And look who he took out. He's taking out Durant and Booker and LeBron and Anthony Davis along the way. I mean, and, and uh, you know, they just kicked ass. He had a 53 and 11 game in the playoffs. He became the first player to have a 30-20-10 triple-double in NBA Finals history. He's the first player in NBA history to lead all players in points, rebounds, and assists in a single postseason. So he was the best big man, he was the best scoring guard, and he was the best assisting point guard in the entirety of the playoffs. He's the first player with 500 points, 250 rebounds, and 150 assists in a single postseason. He becomes the fourth center in NBA history to earn multiple MVPs and a final MVP, joining Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain, and Moses Malone. And when it comes to being a foreign-born player, Jokic joins Giannis, Dirk, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, and Hakeem Olajuwon. As the only players born overseas to take home an NBA Finals award. It's really something else. Really, really something else. But, and this is a talking point that I haven't heard from any other host on any other show 
anywhere else. Nikola Jokic is miserable. He is absolutely wired to be miserable. He's basically the Ray Ratto of NBA centers. He is only happy unless he's unhappy. That's who that guy is. I saw it with my own two eyes last night. That guy is miserable, full stop. Don't tell me, Damon, you don't understand culture. I understand cultures. I understand different cultures. If you want to understand different cultures, just look at someone else from Serbia. Like, I don't know, maybe his brothers who are smiling, big smiles, happy, celebratory, joyful. This guy is standing in the back of the team photo with his daughter. He doesn't like being a Denver Nugget. He doesn't like being an NBA player. He doesn't like being a champion. He didn't like being an MVP. He doesn't like picking up trophies. He doesn't like posing for pictures. He doesn't want to go to the fucking parade. The guy's miserable. He's miserable. And if you say, well, Damon, he's just, he wants to get home. He's homesick. Why is he so homesick? His wife, his daughter, his brothers, they're all right there. All Nikola Jokic wants, all he wants is to be standing alone in a potato field in Serbia. That's the only thing that's going to make him happy. And I promise you, when he does get to his potato field in Serbia, he's going to get there and he's going to be miserable there because all he's going to do is count the days that he's got left until he has to come back to the NBA. Nikola Jokic should pull the ultimate God move right now and just retire. Like, you've accomplished everything you can accomplish professionally, and none of it has made you happy. You've got all the money in the world to never be seen again. The guy's fucking miserable. Absolutely miserable. And everyone's just like, oh, isn't he so funny? Isn't he so quirky? Dude, that guy didn't want to spend any time with his teammates. He didn't want to congratulate. He, he, now, look, he's a good sportsman. He went and shook everybody's hand. He's, you know, there's nothing wrong with the man's sportsmanship, but he is a lousy Denver Nugget. He is the most miserable Denver Nugget in the world. Like, there's an entire city who wants to embrace him and celebrate with him, and he's like, nah, don't need any of you. It's kind of a dick move, to be totally honest with you. And I'm going to say this right now, because nobody else has the balls to say it, and I don't like playing the race card. If, no, if Nikola Jokic was a black guy from America being that ungrateful, that joyless, he'd be getting crucified today. That miserable, selfish son of a bitch. I mean, that's all you would hear. Ernie says, any word from McBride? He's out there. He's he's partying. Have not heard from him. Haven't heard from any you know lawyers either, so that's good. But he said the city was going nuts last night. I said, you go out there and you have a good time. You do it for fat Lieber, baby. Again, don't tell me that, you know, I don't I can't understand where he's from. I didn't grow up in Serbia, but I'm going to tell you right now, the concepts of joy, celebration, happiness, wanting to embrace a moment with others, these are not uniquely American emotions or experiences. This is the human experience. He always said, and this is why, I, dude, I, I feel a little bit bad for him. I really do. I really do. Because he said in the past, you know, these MVPs, which are tremendous accomplishments, they do not fulfill me. All I want is a ring. You could see him in real time realize that winning that championship meant nothing. It didn't incre increase his happiness index, not an iota. 
Not a bit. Not one bit. Well, I'll be happy when I win a championship. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. You weren't happy at all. You know, his comment like, the job is done. Now we can go home. Like, yeah, and one, I, I guess up one sleeve, that's kind of charming and delightful. And up the other sleeve, it's totally ungrateful and belittles the moment. You know, might not mean that much to you, but you can clearly see that this means an awful lot to the city you're standing in, the arena that you're in, the locker room that you're in, the people that you know. Nothing. Nothing. All these people's joy can't transfer upon you. You're that selfish where you can only look at this from your own Serbian, miserable fucking point of view. Like, wake up and smell the coffee, dude. You're dropping a, a joy bomb on the city and you refuse to participate in it. It's amazing. What the hell's going on? How about Uncle Boy's weighing in here saying, Damon, we wish we could join the long-suffering Oakland A's fan tonight in solidarity. Love from across the Bay Bridge. Thank you, Uncle Boy's. Go get yourself a burger today at Uncle Boy's. Joseph says, I thought today was just an informal session, which means it doesn't get voted on today. When are they doing this? They're spending a quarter million dollars a day sitting there. How many informal sessions do you freaking need? It's time for some formality to be put on this thing. Fucking A's. Good Lord, John Fisher. I'm fired up for the game tonight. I really am. I'm going. I'm wearing an A's hat. I'm drinking beer. I'm going to swear. I'm going to have a good time tonight. I'm going to hang out with some fans, man. It's been a long time since I've been an angry sports fan sitting in a stadium. I'm, I'm looking forward to tonight. I really am. Johnny Coe says, not a damn thing is going to happen, folks. Maybe not. But sometimes you do need to punch the air and kick and scream. R.I.P. Cougar Rebel. Damon, it's like me. I root against the Raiders now. They're dead to me. But, you know, here's the thing. You might root against the Raiders now, but, like, I'm not rooting for their stadium to also fail. I am rooting for John Fisher to show up. If he does get his stadium in Vegas, I want night one, because it's night one, to be sold out, and there's everyone in there, and all the pomp and circumstance, and then game two, they're down to about 8,500 fans. That's what I want to see happen. I want all the problems that they thought haunted them here to follow them right there if they do indeed go. And if they do indeed get to stay because somebody forces John Fisher to sell and a team of owners build this thing and do it right right here, A's fans, you better come out and fucking support your team. There better be rampant season ticket sales all over the East Bay if that actually happens. If John Fisher's the owner, if he if he's the problem, the minute he exits stage left, you got to be putting twenty five thousand people in there a night every night. You ready to do that? 
True Blue Forever, going through all the stages of uh, fan anger. I'm going to yell, scream, shout, laugh, cry, then probably pee myself tonight. All fair. <laughs> all fair. Nikola Jokic. Freaking miserable. That guy's miserable. And if he were a black player, he'd be getting crushed today. I'm just telling you how this all works. Damon, I can't believe you'd even try to bring race into it. It's true. He's got that Serbian shield of you can't criticize me. Again, well, he's Serbian, so we can understand him. Meanwhile, his brothers are like fucking high-fiving each other, kissing him. They're, they're loving it. Not him. That guy is miserable. Absolutely miserable. How about Marty, by the way? Marty Time TV. She produces the Darren Smith show down in San Diego. Marty tuning in. Go get him, A's fans. People in San Diego know exactly what this feels like. They sure do, Marty. And thanks for watching. You're the best. A lot of love going and getting thrown at Uncle Boys. I like that. A lot of love getting thrown into the Jingle Jangle Jar. Thank you very much. Uncle Boys, Ike's Blackened. There you go. That is the Tuesday trifecta right there, Yosarian. Thank you so very, very much. You want to see somebody who, by the way, appreciated that NBA championship last night? Did you see the eyes of Jamal Murray? And I'm not saying you got to go being this whimpering, crying, teared-up guy to express any true joy, but that guy was experiencing so much joy and everything he's worked for in his life has finally come to a head, and here you are, and you're standing you know, on the cliff, and you see everything behind you that you brought you to the top of the cliff that you worked so hard to get here, and now you see... Like, in front of you, you finally get to enjoy the spoils of all your hard work. Jamal Murray was wonderful last night. And let me tell you, great players rise to the moment. And Nikola Jokic is not maybe the only great player, which is maybe the reason why this isn't the only title the Nuggets are going to win. Great players rise to the moment in the postseason. And Jamal Murray went from averaging in the regular... These are regular season averages, playoff averages. Ready? Regular season average, 20 points per game. Playoff average, 26 points per game. Regular season average, four rebounds per game. Postseason average, about six rebounds a game. Regular season assist per game, he was at 6.2. Postseason assist per game, 7.1. About a half more steals, too. Average is steal in the regular season, steal and a half in the postseason. That's raising your game in the moment. Jamal Murray, this guy's a baller, and he cares. He's not afraid to be like, you know, I like basketball. It's why I do it. Jokic hates basketball. He, he, I'm not saying, well, maybe that's strong. He doesn't hate basketball, but he doesn't like anything that comes with it, including the success, including the accolades, including the team accomplishments. Like, what is going to make you happy if winning an NBA championship does nothing to motivate you one way? The only thing you can think of is how quickly can I get on a plane and get the fuck out of here? Like, dude, fuck you. Seriously. By the way, what would you bet on the Golden State Warriors to win it all next year? At 12-1, to you can go get them right now. 
Nuggets are going off. We we got 2024 NBA championship betting lines, baby. Here we go. Nuggets going off at four to one. Celtics at thirteen to two. Bucks at eight to one. Mavericks and Suns both going off at nine to one. Warriors going off at twelve to one. The Lakers are at fourteen to one. 76ers are at 14 to 1. The Miami Heat, by the way, 22 to 1. And I see you, Kings. I see you, Kangs. 33 to 1. Honestly, if you're looking for most value and bang for your buck, I think I'd be more comfortable putting $100 on the Kings at 33 to 1 than the Warriors going off at 12 to 1. Just in terms of, I want the most bang for my betting value as humanly possible. Light the beam. We have uh, a little. Got a got a, got a little uh, club plus to hop into. The chat room is flying today. I can tell. When the chat starts moving fast, that people are onto whatever I'm saying. And it started moving really fast during the whole Jokic thing. So I want to see some of your reaction to that. Uh, one last thing, though, to let you know about today is the four year anniversary of Clay's free throws. Him walking back out of the locker room on a leg with a torn ACL in his knee. And he went out there and he shot those free throws after the torn ACL. And he jogged back. He was ready to play defense. He didn't want to come out of the game. God bless him. June 13th, 2019, already four years ago. That was a chilling moment when it happened. When he came out of that tunnel, it was almost a little, that's that's the closest I'm going to get to the Willis Reed moment. I'm looking forward to seeing everyone tonight at the ballpark. We're going to go ahead and recap it. We're going to have some video. We are going to take you into the Coliseum tomorrow at 11 a.m., and we'll be recapping how tonight felt. And I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for tuning in today. If you're listening on the podcast, it means an awful lot to me. Hopefully you're following. It gets downloaded automatically each and every day. Why go a la carte where you can be served it just every single day. So thank you very much. We're about to hop into Club Plus over on YouTube. But just listening to the podcast, I want to say thank you very much for tuning in. Please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, he's gone.